0: Hey y'all, uh, it's Grace Amber. I'm coming to y'all today on this beautiful Tuesday afternoon. Uh, my, my weeks, my schedules are always switched up. So this week on a Tuesday today, I get off a little bit early, but tomorrow's a very long day. I, one day a month at work, I will go back and forth several times in one day to Robeson County. So tomorrow is that day. I got a long day at work. Uh, I look forward to it. I love it. Uh, God took me from being a full-time boss to a full-time employee. Let me tell you, it was one of the best things that could have happened for me. I absolutely love my job. So, uh, I get to travel and do all kinds of stuff. So tomorrow is the day that I have that very, very long day. And I love it, by the way. And so I got off early today, so I want to make sure I get this podcast episode uh, recorded. I hope everyone is having a great day. I hope your week is off to a great start. I hope your week's going good. Um, Even if it's going bad, it's still going good. You just don't know it, because God already told us that all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord. So if it's going bad, it's going good. You just don't know it. Trust God, right? So anyway, let me get right on in this thing. Um, Today I want to talk to y'all and the topic is hidden treasure. The title of today's podcast episode is hidden treasure. I want to read to you from second Corinthians, the fourth chapter and the 18th verse. Okay. I'm reading from the NIV version and it says, so we fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen for what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. All right, that's 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, and that's the 18th verse. I'm reading from the NIV version. Let me spin it back one more time. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Okay, so uh, a few weeks ago, I was going to go meet a lady, and while I was waiting for her, I happened to be in the company of this stranger, this guy. And I don't know why people do this, but when they see me, uh, they'll they'll talk to me. I guess they feel like they can. And if I got time, I'm going to listen. So anyway, so I was waiting on this lady to show up and I crossed paths with this guy and he started telling me about himself. And I believe I believe he was telling the truth. He was telling me about how he was born uh, with a lot of money. His grandparents had left him money. He was born with a lot of money. And he was telling me about how he regrets being born into that much money and how it was something that was like residual income for him so that he gets money every single month, no matter really how old that he gets at this point in the game, basically. And he was telling me about how he made the mistake of telling people about how much money that he had and he no longer became a person to them. He became a walking dollar sign, basically, in so many words to sum it up. So he was telling me about that and he was telling me about his family issues and his brother and his dad and his kids and his fiance and all this and that that was going on in the place that I was. I believe what he said that he had all this stuff going on. I definitely believe it for him to have been there. Right. <clears throat> so I'm listening at this guy. Tell me about his problems. Right. And I do not interrupt him. And I surely am not looking down on him because, Hey, we all got problems. Hey, I am nobody to sit high. and look low. I got my own problems. And so do you. So we don't judge people. Right. So <clears throat> after he got done talking, uh, I can tell he was ready for me to give him some feedback, right? Since I sat there and listened to him for that five or 10 minutes that he told me all his business. And I asked him, first thing I asked him is, do you believe in the Lord? Right. And the reason why I do that is not to push my religion on people, but if you're coming to me and you're asking for my opinion and you're asking for my advice, I can only tell you what I know. And I can only go as far for you as I can go for myself. So basically at this point in my life, I do not have any plans. I have goals I have things that I strive for, but I have gotten to the point. I've been through the process enough that I know that things don't typically go as I plan. And if they don't go as I plan, that's really for my good. And I'll understand it later. And I don't really try to When it comes to my life, I basically have went to the passenger's uh, side of the car and let Jesus take the wheel. Basically, I don't really go upon my plans or I basically look to God and then I let him order my steps. And that's what I'm doing. And that's what has worked for me and helped me to get out of some of the messes that I have been in. Okay, not that I'm all the way there and I haven't already all all the way arrived to where I would like to be, but I'm definitely not where I used to be. So when people come to me and they talk to me about their problems, I mean, I have things that I think, but my first thing that I'm going to ask is do you believe in the Lord? And then if you tell me that you believe in the Lord, then I start giving you some scriptures and maybe tell you about a situation that I've been in and something that you can relate to and something that maybe can help them. You see what I'm saying? When they tell me they believe in the Lord, now I can give you something that can help you something that has helped me. Right? So this guy uh, does all this talking and I ask him, does he believe in the Lord? And this was his response. He says, well, I do believe in a higher being, but I'm not going to call you crazy for believing in something that you can't see. Right. (laughs) That's what he said, basically, just like that. Right. Okay. So that's what he said, but this is basically what I gathered from his statement. Basically, I gathered. No, I don't believe in God. And I believe that you do. And I won't call you crazy for believing in something that you can't see. Right. So I I didn't get my panties in a bunch or anything. I didn't get upset. But the Bible says that you don't cast your pearls before swine. So. Once he telling me that he don't believe in the Lord, then I don't have anything else to give him basically. So mentally, I went ahead and checked out of the conversation and started brainstorming mentally for my next podcast episode. While this guy continued to talk for the remaining 10 minutes that I was sitting there waiting at this place. Right. So when the lady showed up uh, that I was waiting there for, when she arrived, uh, I told the guy I wished him the best. And I went on about my way to do what I had to do. Right. And I don't have hard feelings when people don't agree with everything that I believe in, right? That's what they say, you know, agree to disagree. Everybody don't have to have my belief or you don't have to, you know, uh, believe in my religion or what I believe in, right? But I took a step back after I left the place and I thought about this guy. So here's this guy that's in a world of trouble, just like many of us. And he's basically told me, that he doesn't know where to begin and getting himself out of the mess that he's created. He's telling this to me. Now I'm a total stranger, right? And he's basically admitted to me that he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know whether he's coming or going. He doesn't know how he's going to get out of his mess. But one thing that he clearly communicated to me that he knew, right? Is that God ain't real. Cause you can't see him. That's basically what he said in so many words, right? That's what he said. But you know, it's funny the things that people choose to believe. These are the same people that would teach their kids about Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, the Two Fairy, uh, all these things, but they would not teach their kids about Jesus. And you have somebody like this who says he ain't teaching his kids or he don't believe in Jesus and he don't really don't believe in the Lord because you can't see him, Right. You can believe in Mars, you can believe in Venus, you can believe in Jupiter, you can believe in Pluto, not because you done seen it, but just because of what somebody told you, right? But you can't believe in Jesus because they quote unquote can't see him, right? So where I'm from, we call it like we see it. And the way I see it is that many of these people just don't want to believe in Jesus, right? They believe in a higher being, but they just hate to admit that that supreme higher being is God, right? So in the Bible, all in a uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, Jesus spoke in parables. And what is a parable? Okay. Oxford simple dictionary defines a parable as a simple story used to illustrate a moral or spiritual lesson as told by Jesus in the gospels. That's what Oxford simple dictionary said. When you look up, parable. That's the definition. And they also say as told by Jesus in the gospels. So even the dictionary knows that Jesus is real, even though you can't see him with the naked eye, right? So in Matthew, the fifth chapter, Jesus had just got done teaching and working wonders and miracles uh, in Galilee, right? Everywhere he went, he drew a crowd. And not only did he draw a crowd, he kept the crowd. They didn't just watch him. They didn't just listen to him, but After they watched him and listened to him, they followed him, right? And the fifth chapter starts off saying, now, when he saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. From the fifth chapter and the first verse, all the way to the end of the seventh chapter, Jesus talked to his disciples on the mountainside. And that's what you hear people calling the sermon on the mount. The last two verses of the seventh chapter says when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teachings because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. Then the eighth chapter starts with the first verse saying when he came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. See, Jesus wasn't no dummy, right? Right. He knew all about the crowd and he knew that everybody in the crowd was not for him. He knew that some of them that were there were people that he could reach out and touch and change their lives. He knew that some of the crowd was there with a sincere heart. He knew that some of the crowd was for him, but he also was aware that many of them were against him. He knew that many of them were there to plot on him. He knew that some of them people were not cut from the same cloth as him. He knew that some of those folks would be the same ones yelling, crucify him, crucify him in just a little while. And so when Jesus looked out in the crowd, he stole away with a few of his chosen ones and his disciples. And he took them to the mountainside. He separated them from the crowd so that he could drop jewels on them. Jesus took his disciples to the mountainside, but he didn't take them to the mountaintop. He made sure that he was in the view of everybody down there. He stayed on the mountainside, not the mountaintop. He made sure that everybody could see and hear what he had to say for and to his chosen ones. He wanted the crowd to see and hear. And he wasn't worried about them seeing or hearing, right? So fast forward to Mark, the fourth chapter, starting at a verse 10, it reads when he, and they talking about Jesus, when he was alone, the 12 and the others around him asked him about the parables. He told them the secret of the kingdom has been given to you, but to those on the outside, everything is said in parables so that they may be ever seeing, but never perceiving and ever hearing, but never understanding. Otherwise they might turn and be forgiven jesus knew that the crowd had people in it who knew that he was the messiah they knew that he was sent from heaven they knew who he was and what he came to do they knew that he came to be about his father's business and they willfully chose to reject him Jesus said, for them, may they remain that way. Jesus said, I want them to keep that same attitude until their judgment day. Jesus said, I don't have to speak in a foreign language in front of them. I can speak in their language and they still won't understand what I'm saying. Right. So Jesus dropped these jewels right on his disciples. And notice this. I want you to see what the disciples did and what they didn't do. Right. So Jesus basically took them out of the crowd. They are his chosen ones, right? His elite few, his elect, right? And he brings them up out the crowd and take them to the mountainside. And he begins dropping hidden jewels on them, right? Right in front of everybody. And some of the people in the crowd hear him and he's speaking in their language and they still can't catch what he's saying to his chosen ones, right? But notice the disciples, notice what they did. His disciples didn't go begging the crowd to be one of them. They didn't go out in the crowd and say, y'all got to come. Y'all got to be one of Jesus chosen ones. Y'all got to hear this. Y'all got to catch this. They didn't, they didn't say, stop Jesus. I want to bring the crowd before you continue. Let me go get everybody in the crowd. I want to make them understand and hear you like we hear you. I want to make them see you, Jesus, the way that we see you. See, these disciples had a little bit of sense too, right? And they could do simple mathematics, right? Y'all remember in elementary school and they used to teach us about fractions and they started off showing us a whole pie and they tell us something like if Johnny and Susie get an equal share of the pie, the pie will be cut in half. Right? And if you add Tommy to Johnny and Susie, then the pie would get split into three. It'll get split into thirds. And then if you add Billy to it, the pie will be cut in fourths. <laughs> By then it became evidently clear that the more people that you have eating from the same pie as you, if you're splitting it equally, the more that you have eaten from your pie, the less that you'll have yourself, right? So Jesus' disciples sat on the mountainside eager to eat, right? They sat down and ate from his table right in front of everybody else, right? And what they did, they glanced at them people in the crowd on their way up to the mountainside, and they turned around and listened to what Jesus had to say, and they gladly ate from his pie and ate from his table, right? They said, More for me. And so sometimes you hate to see people blind on this journey, and you hate to know something or somebody that could help somebody else, and you don't tell them about it. And you hate to see your loved ones suffering and they're perishing. Due to a lack of knowledge, you hate to see people who don't know Jesus for themselves. You hate to see people who don't know God for themselves, but there will always be those people. The old saying goes, you can lead a horse to the water, but you can't make them drink it, right? So you can't get yourself all upset and in a stir trying to make people turn to Jesus. When they start talking about your God that they can't see, you just be like the disciples and eat your pie and tell them more for me. Okay, you wish that they could experience your joy, but they don't want it. So you tell them more for me. Right. So I was leaving work the other day and I saw the police had this car uh, hemmed up on the side of the road across from where I work at. And y'all know how they do. Like if it's a traffic stop, the first thing they do is they pull you over. Right. They get out and they come to your car. And let's say that they smell something that smells, let's just say unlawful. And let's just say that they see something unlawful too. What they see with their eyes, they can easily take that and confiscate it, as they call it, right? If they smell something and they can't see it and they can't find it, But they think that something is there. They call in the dogs, right? The canines. Y'all seen them. You know, when the dogs come, they sniffing for drugs or something along them lines, right? So the dogs come. And if the dogs indicate that it's something illegal in that vehicle, they tear that car up until they find it, right? But if somehow they don't find it, they can't take it. If they can't find it, if they can't see it, then they can't take it. And that's the same way that it is with Jesus. You see, you have this wonderful relationship with him and you yourself, you know that he is the way you know who he is. You know him for yourself. And because you know him for yourself, you've been blessed with vision to see him. You've been blessed to experience the joy that comes with knowing him and best of all that joy, that joy, that unspeakable joy that people talk about the world didn't give it to you and because it's your hidden treasure because everybody can't see it the world can't take it away that joy that you get that joy that everybody else can't see and everybody else can't feel and everybody else can't experience they didn't give it to you and because they can't see it they can't take it away I love y'all uh that was it that's all I had to say for y'all I hope y'all got something from that uh I pray that it is a blessing to you. I pray that you get something from it that can help you, uh, along the way. If you know someone who would benefit from this podcast, share it with them. And if they don't want it, you just tell them more for me. I'm playing. Um, if you haven't already, not for real though, but if you haven't already connected, uh, with me, like on Facebook and Instagram, connect with me there. I am Grace Amber. Uh, I have a blog. I do blog posts. Um, You can also get like all of my podcast episodes on my website, www.iamgraceamber.com. I always tell you to download the Stripe Life app, connect with me there. You cannot download the app and not see me. I'm going to be there. Okay. I'm there every single day. Um, Also go to the Stripe Life webpage. There's a new blog post up there titled The Land of the Living www.thestripelife.org and the Stripe life is spelled t h e s t r i p e l y f e.org go there and read that too also i started tick tocking so uh sometimes i'll be going on about my day and the lord will put something in me and i want to get it out real fast and i can do it now i get on TikTok and i just drop little things uh, during the week. So I'm somewhere every place. I'm always trying to do some of the Lord's work as much as I possibly can. It's my good pleasure to do it. I owe this to him and I'm going to do the best that I can to, uh, to do it and make him proud. So, uh, anyway, I love y'all. I'll talk with y'all soon. I am Grace Amber. Peace.